So we actually help people to narrow down that single place to send people and what to give away so that actually helps people apply what you just taught. And then an email sequence and things like that. So we've really drilled down on how to make people not just find the right audience to speak in front of, but what to actually do with it. Because I think one of the biggest disconnects, whether it's a podcast or whether it's press or PR, a lot of people don't know what to do with it. They think the actual interview or the press feature is the end result. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Jeremy Slate of the Create Your Own Life podcast. Jeremy, it's awesome to have you on the show. Hey, Gresh. I'm stoked to be hanging out with you here, man. I know I've actually followed your blog for a bit, so it's awesome to uh, finally get a chance to chat, man. Yeah, I definitely agree. We feature you on the blog, so I'm super excited to introduce Jeremy so you can learn a little bit more about him. I wanted to read his bio so that you can hear about all the awesome things that he's doing and being able to accomplish. So Jeremy Slate is the founder of Create Your Own Life podcast, which helps entrepreneurs live the lives they know they were meant to. He studied literature at Oxford University, specializing in using podcasts and new media to create celebrity and was ranked number one in iTunes, new and noteworthy, and number 26 in the business category. After his success in podcasting, Jeremy and his wife, Brielle Slate, founded Command Your Brand to help entrepreneurs get their message out by appearing as guests on podcasts. Jeremy, are you ready to speak to the IMCEO community? Dude, let's do it. I'm stoked to uh, chat with all the CEOs out there, man. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And I apologize for butchering your wife's name. So hopefully I didn't do that too bad. It's, it's not a common name, man. So that's fine. It's actually a town down by the Jersey Shore that she's named after. Oh, cool, cool, cool. I wish I had that. There is a Gresham, Oregon, I've heard though. So maybe we have that in common. So maybe, man. There you go. There you go. So the first question I had is I wanted to hear a little bit more about your CEO story and what led you to start your business. Absolutely. So um, I'm 31. So things actually started a little bit late for me. My degree is uh, my master's is in ancient history. Go figure. Like, Not like that's something you can make money with. So I went through a bunch of different businesses before I actually ended up in digital marketing and uh, started this podcast from that. It wasn't like the... I get upset, I think, with the current narrative in, in online marketing where everybody's like, you know, I was on my sister's couch and I had this great idea and then I built a business and now I'm making millions of dollars. It wasn't this, you know, straight line thing. You know, I had a network marketing business that didn't really go well. I sold life insurance. I, um, you know, like I said, the digital marketing and I also sold products on Amazon. But here's the thing, man, like something I learned from each one of those things, like I can make cold calls like nobody's business and many of those different things. So I got established in the podcast space and Create Your Own Life podcast blew up. We're actually almost at a million downloads now, closing in on 500 episodes. So it actually allowed me to create some celebrity in my space, which led to Forbes, Inc. Magazine a couple times. And I was like, all right, this is awesome. But how do you monetize this? Because one of the biggest things people are complaining about in the podcast space is, we have a podcast, but how do we make money? And unless you get those advertisers, it's not happening. So we have advertisers now, interestingly enough. But when I started this um, in 2016, we actually started a business where we were doing full-service podcasts for people. We were doing production building their website, doing their social media. It was a bear, man. But one of the things we were doing to launch it is we got people on shows because my wife's background is actually in PR. So we looked at that 20% of what we were doing and that's what people actually really wanted, got rid of the other 80%. And we haven't looked back since. Just every year we've been trying to upgrade what we've been doing. You know, It started with show booking, then it went to adding storytelling, adding teaching content marketing and everything else to that. 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. And I appreciate you for kind of drilling down and, and telling your full story because a lot of people think that success is, you know, this straight line path, but often it goes from left to right, side to side, up and down, <laughs> all around, all those different things. So it's great to kind of hear like how and, and how you came to this path. So now I wanted to drill down a little bit deeper and I know you touched on it a little bit, but how are you actually helping serve these clients that you work with? Absolutely. So the big thing that we had started doing is getting people booked on podcasts, but there's a lot, there's quite a few firms that are doing that. So what we looked at is how can we serve people better? And how can we do it as a high-end business? Because we really want to work with the best of the best. So what we actually added to what we were doing is we added a storytelling element because we found out a lot of people weren't great at telling their story, or at least in a way that's going to impact and lead to things. So we broke it down and we found out that every interview has three main components, a story, a message, and a call to action. A lot of people are actually really, really strong at that message. You know, What is my brand doing? What am I doing? They're not as great at personal story because they tell you about everything they've ever done in their entire life, not that lines up with what they're doing. And then a lot of people stink at the call to action. You know, you say, hey, where can you find me? And they say, this website, that website, I'm on Instagram here, Facebook here, Twitter here. So we actually help people to narrow down that single place to send people and what to give away so that it actually helps people apply what you just taught. And then an email sequence and things like that. So we've really drilled down on how to make people not just find the right audience to speak in front of, but what to actually do with it. Because I think one of the biggest disconnects, whether it's a podcast or whether it's press or PR, a lot of people don't know what to do with it. They think the actual interview or the press feature is the end result. Yeah, I mean, that makes perfect sense. It's kind of like the old adage of build it and they will come, especially in marketing. That doesn't necessarily happen. So you get the opportunity and then you got to figure out what to do with it. So it sounds yeah. like you guys help th- people out with that. Absolutely. Because that's the biggest thing, man. Like it's not the end result. Like you have the feature and then you have what you do with it. And as a podcast host, you you love it just as much as I do. We want people telling our story, getting our message out there. So that's what we help people to do. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And, and you might already touched on this, but um, I wanted to know if there's anything else you can kind of speak to that is like your quote unquote, I, I call it your secret sauce or what do you feel kind of distinguishes you or sets you apart? Well, there's two different ways we can go about this because the one thing is in what we do in our business, which is setting people apart. But then there's what I've done with my personal brand that's that's kind of set me apart. So which way you want to go with that? Let's go with your personal brand. Cool. So I think one of the biggest things that people screw up with is getting press because they all want the Forbes, the Inc., the entrepreneur, but you can't start there. They think that getting press to build their business is an elevator. And it's not. It's stairs, man. There's different levels. So what I actually teach people is something called a small pond strategy, meaning that everybody has a small pond that cares about them. For me, I got my university, which is Seton Hall University here in New Jersey, and also a small local newspaper called Strauss News to cover a lot of what we were doing. And what happens is you can actually use a lot of your local notoriety to then build up. We use that to get TV features. We use that to get online features. And as we built up more and more of those, you know, the Forbes, the Inc. and everything else came. So what people really need to understand is where's their power center? Because you have a couple of them. It's your local community. Now, mine's a lot more local than a lot of people because I grew up in a town that's five-eighths of a mile in size. Um, And you also have your business organization. Let's say that you are a marketer, right? I'm sure there's organizations out there for marketers that care about what you're doing and how you're doing it differently. And also, you know, maybe your university, your Rotary Club, whatever it may be, find some place to start small, hammer it hard, and then use that to get your next level, whether it be podcasts, whether it be press, whatever it may be. And that's what's going to land you those bigger features and that credibility. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And it's kind of like adopting that and understanding that it's a long game and yeah. that you can start small and start to leverage those and, and continue to grow and grow and grow. And I, I took a breath in there somewhere too. I'll just let you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the thing, man, is like, is like people think it's the idea of the overnight success, right? And it's, it's not. It, it takes a lot of time and effort to figure this thing out. 
Um, because I know like recently now I've started getting noticed a lot more, but dude, I've been doing this for five years. And I think that's what people don't understand is the amount of time that it's going to take for you to get noticed. And I, I think you have to be willing to, um, as Grant Cardone talks about, take more time and more effort because those are the two things that are going to do it. Exactly, exactly. That makes perfect sense. So now I wanted to, to switch gears and ask you for what I call a CEO hack. And this might be an app or a book or a couple of habits that you have, but something that makes you more effective and efficient as a CEO. The biggest thing is batching my time because it, this was something I really got nailed with when I first started my business because I'm good at a lot of things. So I try to do too many things. So what I had to do, first of all, is figure out what I'm best at. And then we hired either staff or virtual assistants or whatever it may be to handle those things. So that was part one. But then part two was I actually take blocks of time in my schedule. And let's say from 10 a.m. until noon, I'm only going to be writing blogs. Or on Tuesdays or Thursdays, I'm only going to do interviews on other people's podcasts. And the biggest thing that really helped me, because when I first started my podcast, I was doing shows whenever anybody was available. I took a tip out of John Lee Dumas's uh, book and... Every other Friday, I do interviews from 9 a.m. Eastern until 5 p.m. Eastern. And what I'm able to do then is in two days, knock out three episodes a week worth of content for an entire month. And that saves me a ton of time. So what I'm always looking to do is find tasks that are the same and do them at the same time. Because too often, we're not doing what we should be doing while we're doing it. We're thinking about other things and doing other things. Exactly, exactly. And it sounds like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you start to gain momentum once you start doing that first podcast, that first blog post, and all of a sudden you start banging out more and more and more. Well, and I'll tell you what, man, like I find the interviews are just better. Like they actually are because I find that, I, I don't know if you've done back-to-backs before, but I find that the insight that I get in the first one carries to the second one, to the third one. And then it's beautiful because the interviews are better, but it also helps the audience because now that these conversations I had are interconnected and they can see those reality points. Exactly, exactly. No, that makes perfect sense. And, and, and now I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO nugget. And this might be a word of wisdom or piece of advice, but something that you might tell your younger business self. Ooh, that's rough, man, because I probably would have told my younger self not to go to college um, because <laughs> it just didn't go the way I was hoping for. Um, but you know, you get a, a master's in ancient history. It's like, what do you do other than feel smart? Um, <laughs> no, but the thing, the thing I would say is it's going to take more time and more effort. And I would recommend two books for that. One's the 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. And the other is called So Good They Can't Ignore You by Cal Newport. And Cal talks about finding what you're good at and getting so good at it that you become passionate. You know, the whole idea of... I know my generation gets nailed for this. I'm a millennial of... of I'm not passionate about it. I'm going to follow my passion. Like following your passion doesn't make you money. Find out what you're good at and you'll actually get passionate. It follows. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And, and you're absolutely right. As a millennial, I definitely get nailed for it as well. So <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. Yeah, I appreciate you for uh, giving a shout out for the millennials. <laughs> <laughs> so now I wanted to ask you for what is my favorite question, which is the definition of being a CEO. And we're hoping to have different CEOs on this podcast, but I wanted mm -hmm. to ask you specifically, what does being a CEO mean to you? So it's a couple, it's, it's two different things here. It's number one, being the chief vision officer, understanding what the vision for your company is and putting it there. But number two, it's also building a team and a community, because I think that's the biggest thing that a lot of businesses mess up on is they don't build something around this vision. Like you have to put the vision there, but you also have to keep people interested in this vision and creating something awesome. So for me, it's chief vision officer. And then I guess um, chief 
vision alignment container or something like that. The person that's continuing to keep that vision in alignment. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, it makes perfect sense is because a lot of times when you start a business or organization, you have this vision, but to be able to kind of put that in vision, make sure everybody understands it and to continue on with it is definitely a great definition. So I appreciate that. So I, I appreciate you, Jeremy, for taking some time out of your schedule. What I want to do is pass you the mic, so to speak, to see if there's anything additional you want to let our readers and our listeners know and then how best people can get a hold of you. Absolutely. So the thing I would say, Gresh, is, is how you start your day is one of the most important things to how you're going to finish your day. So for me, I'm not a super early riser, but I get up and do the same thing every day. Workout, five minute cold shower because it puts your body in the right place, low carb breakfast, and then I write my major targets for the day. If you get those things in alignment, you're going to be able to roll through your day a lot faster. But how you start the day is how you're going to finish the day. So that's the biggest piece of advice I would give to the audience. Get your fitness right, get your head right, and then you can have an awesome day. Absolutely. And anybody that wants to follow up with you, Jeremy, what's the best way for them to hear about all the awesome things that you're doing? Absolutely. I actually put together an awesome uh, worksheet for your audience that's going to help them locate the right podcast for them, what to say, and then how to approach them. That's over at commandyourbrand.media slash checklist. And that's going to be the ultimate worksheet to finding the right shows and uh, rocking and rolling, man. Awesome. 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 Well, I appreciate you so much again for all the awesome things that you're doing, the impact that you're making. We'll have those links in the show notes just in case anybody wants to follow up. But again, my friend, I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Absolutely, brother. Thank you so much for having me. This has been awesome. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. IMCEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the IMCEO podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening. 